0: Hello, welcome back to another episode of Seek Therapy Podcast. It's Jasmine and America
1: and Jasmine Ty.
0: And we are back. So, how's everyone been this week? What's been our highlight? What's been our challenge? I usually start, so I'm going to just keep it going, keep it flowing like I'm Alex (laughs) Tucson. Yes. We love (laughs) it. Even though sometimes, like they do, be saying problematic shit. You know, it's like it's like the. I understand what you're trying to
2: say, but you're missing it. Yeah, but it's just not landing, not hitting it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: I still think about how you were saying that he said, "Now take all of your stuff and give it away."
2: <laughs> now you now that you're giving yourself something, go give it all to somebody else. boy, are you crazy?
0: Immediately, <laughs> right so I just want for them to maybe get therapists so then they can like see you know what's a better way to say some of the things that they're saying you know a little self- yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but know. I also but I also want everybody to get therapy so. There's that. That's why
2: we're here. Right. Period.
0: <laughs> um, so my challenge this week was, um, I can't really think of one. On it, oh, actually, this morning, I had heated up my Thai barbecue. And everyone, that's my favorite like little meal, Thai barbecue. Ooh, I was, I heated it up. Like I was going to eat it on the way here. Cause we went and stayed at my parents' house. I dropped it. Oh, on damn. On the way out the house. Oh, damn. So like all the rice, the shrimp, the chicken. Damn like every last part Ooh. went onto the floor.
1: Ooh.
2: Mm. Nothing I left. Said,
0: it was this much rice left. I said, they stole it away at this point. Somebody else wanted it. I That's didn't. Why. I just threw it away. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Damn. Yeah.
0: And also, um, so my parents, they live near USC, um, which is where I went for my master's degree. And um, it's in the hood. It's the hood. um like, that's the Hood area. It's Hood. <laughs> so, um, like, they have a very nice house, like, super nice. Because back in the day, that is where Black um, actors and actresses, like Hollywood stars, mm-hmm. that was like where they lived. Mm-hmm. Um, well, next door, they have bought this building, made everyone move out. Bought this building because I I believe they were going to make, like, new units or something. Um, I don't know what their plan is, but they bought this over a year ago. And people, homeless people, have gone in there, lived in there, you know, taken up. So they boarded up, and now there's someone that continues to set it on fire. Like, this is literally right next door to my parents' house. Like, oh, wow. on purpose, like, I'm literally on purpose. Wow. To the point that, like, the roof is like nothing. Yeah. And so the police continue to say that they can't do anything because it's a private property. But my parents have the ring, so you see who's doing it, and you know that it's on purpose. This is like the seventh time. Wow. And they don't do anything about it. But you know, if that was in Beverly Hills, that wouldn't have happened a second time. That part. So, yes, that and then some of the stuff that I hear from my kids is just very, very hard. Like, shit, I've never I can never fathom, you know, so
2: Mm.
0: although I can't fathom it, I'm lucky that I am there and that they feel safe to talk to me about it rather than it be like someone who's out of touch, like completely out of touch. Yeah. Mm hmm. So that's just been a little heavy, Um, but my highlight is that, one, housekeeper. (laughs) Every two weeks, I committed to it. I was like, let's just do this thing. Every two weeks, come on and clean the house. So that feels really good because I remember growing up and my parents um, having someone come and clean their house. And I remember just feeling like, oh, I can't wait until I can do that. And so now I'm doing that. Um, And then also we took Janae. She started swim lessons yesterday. So that was super cute, baby and me. Um, And we took her to the pumpkin patch. She just, the girl's social calendar is just filled, okay? (laughs) She had places to be, people to see. (laughs)
1: Right. We love to see it.
0: Yes. Love, love a social queen. Um <laughs> and then we went out, okay, like some young folk. And so I am feeling it today. <laughs> Cause you know that should decline after you turn 25. So may your body just be like, all right, you about to feel this. <laughs> You thought. (laughs) How's your week been, though?
2: What's up, America? Oh, that's me. Okay, so my week has been good. Um, I can't think of any um, particular challenges that have come up. I think I've just still been feeling the vulnerability hangover after last week's conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it in terms of challenges and that's been interesting to navigate I'm thankful because y'all understand that <laughs> a bitch was struggling um, my man understood that I was struggling my mother was super supportive through it too so that was super helpful um, and then I would say my highlight this week was I took off Tuesday and got me a massage well, the first part of Tuesday not the whole day um, and went got a massage, hung out at the spa during the day. So that was nice. Just like something to regroup in the yes. almost middle of the week and do something that felt good. So that was nice.
0: Yes, we love to hear that. And I just also want to publicly thank you for being open and honest and having this conversation with us. Um, because I do know that it was difficult for you. So I do want to let you know that it's greatly appreciated.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. And we've said so this week, but you, you just you handled it with, with grades.
2: Thanks, so. y'all.
0: Mm-hmm. How you and doing, I just want to point out
1: it's crazy because the three of us keep in contact throughout the week and stuff, as much as three grown working as women can. Uh, but we don't share these tidbits really until we start recording, and it's interesting because this week I was feeling a little well. Still, I'm getting over it now, but just congestion after going to the Renaissance Fair and wind and allergies and the mm. seasons are actually changing down here in Texas and Houston, y'all.
0: Cannot uh, really. <laughs> so we're getting a little
1: fall. Um, so I've been dealing with congestion, not feeling sick, but just congested. And I took off. I went to to teacher seminar Monday on campus Tuesday, getting my kids ready for this curriculum test they needed to take for the district Thursday and Friday. And uh, cause they're box scheduled. So taught the kids Tuesday. I was like, Ooh, I don't think y'all are gonna see me. Wednesday." And sure enough, called my first sub. And since I wasn't really feeling sick, uh, went to massage envy, I got a facial.
0: I got a membership there.
1: Right. Uh, a massage, all on the same day. I was like, oh, who am I? I had to keep myself from going to the nail salon. Um, (laughs) Ran some more errands and everything. Uh, Came back to work, got them through the test. Uh, Spent some time, you know, connecting with my coworkers and everything. And uh, I found out this week that uh, the kids kind of perceived me as like a hard ass. And I was like, ooh, me? A hard ass? Uh, Which is crazy because like I was the class clown in like the honors classes and I can see that in some of my kids and I just have kids who just like don't give a fuck. Um, And so, yeah, I am the teacher that like will write you up. If I got to tell you multiple times to like stop talking, sit in your seat, like stuff that you already know how to do, I'm going to write you up for it. And now they've given us access to like give the kids detention. So I'm just slinging out detentions. Who need it, who want what? <laughs> what? My Private. Goodness. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so mind you, I came into the school year like almost a month in, and they've had subs. And so it's been really this first few weeks. We just got through a report card of me having to like get the reins on my classroom. And like, you know, I see how they are. I've gone into my fellow teacher's room. So I take it as disrespect if like you're in math and you behave, but in social studies, you don't. Or like you act like you have some sense in English,
2: you know, mm-hmm. and so
1: you're gonna, you, once you cross my threshold, you're gonna show me respect too. And then Brilliant. once that's established, we can start like having fun and coloring and making things. Cause that's what I enjoyed about social studies. It was like my second favorite subject. Um, so yeah, so we're just, we're getting there. Um, I will say seventh grade every day, it's always something. Uh, but I do leave school leaving like a better teacher each day for it too. Oh,
2: so I guess that's yes.
1: my, highlight and my challenge. Like y'all, so like America, I got the massage this week. Didn't know that. And like Jasmine, we were I went
0: last the- Sunday too.
1: See? <laughs> uh, I'm into it. And then the lady who did my facial, she was a black woman, so she was just like putting me on. I knew she wasn't going to leave me. Let me leave out of there dry. Or Ashley. <laughs> so um, and then I have this lady who does my massages now. We just got the talking. And sometimes when you get massages, it's like, you know, it's it can be awkward unless it's someone that you see regularly. I've been going to massage envy and being, kind of getting different people. So it was a different experience. But I went Wednesday and like this woman just like gave me a sinus massage just because I mentioned that I had my sinuses <laughs> clogged and everything. And um we talked about some personal stuff. It was just It was really good. Um, And so I plan on like going back and seeing her. That being like my regular thing. Um, Not to talk about my business, but just (laughs) (laughs) don't mix your physical therapy and your mental therapy, y'all. But it was just good to like have a human connection. Um, Mm -hmm. This month has just been very hard on me. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. getting my apartment Mm -hmm. cleaned by a professional on Friday really released some mental space for me also and so I feel like as October is winding down um, I feel like like the seasons things are starting to change for the the better so I told myself I'm gonna um steadfast and start you know taking care of myself more um so I'm glad that also we're having this talk today because last week I don't know if I could have really contributed in a positive way you know mm
0: Hmm. Well, I'm glad that we have, for the most part, had like a good week and have made the intentional choice to give ourselves some joy. Mm-hmm. I love that for us. Um, I know last week I forgot to do Nunu. Nunu. But y'all know I love to put people on the new things that I'm watching, working out to, listening to, all of that. So, mm-hmm. my new new is Smino's album, Love for Rent. It came out on Friday and it has no skips. Ooh. Smino!
1: Baby, who is that? <sighs> okay. This is a California
2: thing.
0: Oh, he's. (laughs) he's he's
2: Damn, is it just me?
0: He's from St. Louis,
2: actually.
0: All right. And I'm just going to share the album with you both because, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just tweeted. Right, I just tweeted about this. I'm like, not not liking SmiNo is a character flaw that makes you untrustworthy. (laughs) What? So now I'm gonna put y'all onto all of his his music. So I'm sending every. He only got three albums, (laughs) but I'm sending them all. (laughs) Y'all welcome.
2: I'll wait before I say thank you, but thank you. For right. You. Yeah. <laughs> What's new to y'all? Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> for me, we have been using an app that I found on TikTok. Um, and it is the Agape app. And so I'll say this. I'm really big on journal prompts and questioning. If you come me to... Too. Here, baby, we're going to have a car game going. We it's going to ask questions so everybody can get to know each other. Um, and so Agape is an app for couples. And the focus is just around, hell, whatever. So there's like a wide range of questions. Um, and they're just healthy relationship questions and checkpoints that you can have. You, It has notifications. So once you respond to a question, it alerts the other user that you've responded, and now it's their turn to respond, and it just allows you to go back and forth. Um, this has been helpful. I feel like that's response to me because somebody get into it, um. right? <laughs> um, but it's been really helpful because. Oh yeah, I don't know that. Okay, we don't live in the same city. We're not in the same house, so you did say that. Okay, good. So having this checkpoint there so that we can daily engage. We talk all day throughout the day, but we talk about what you're doing, how your day, how you feeling, all that kind of stuff. Um, But this allows for a very intentional checkpoint. So I get a notification every day at one o'clock. I think for some reason I'm first to go, I guess because I'm the one who was like, oh, let's do this. Um, And so every day I answer the question that they have. After my response is completed, then he gets a notification that it's his turn to respond. He then reads both the question and my response, and then he responds. Um, So I think that has been super helpful. His words are, this is what happens when you date a therapist. I mean, baby, (laughs) (laughs) relationship and healthy communication, baby, because this is what I want to do. The app, I think maybe I think she's a therapist. Hmm. If she's not a therapist, she's a coach of some sort. But so far, the questions have been impactful and helpful in between those times where we're not face-to-face. So that's been nice. So that's my new new, And it's agape, A-G-A-P-E. I just downloaded it.
0: (laughs) I love that for y'all. Nice.
1: I just wrote it down, too. What about you, sis? My new new has really actually just barely been getting back into Pilates. Uh, I fell into a funk and stopped going. And so this morning I finally was like, you know what? I'm not going to cancel this class. I'm not going to flake on myself. Um, and so I got up and I did the damn thing. So rather than kind of being in that rut that I've been in where I wake up, uh, and I'm looking forward to doing this pod. And then I kind of shut back down afterwards. Uh, Now the pot is like something that's on my list of things that I'm doing today. And not list of like, got to do it. It's just, I woke up, brushed my teeth, washed my face, went to Pilates, uh, went to the store. I decided for work tomorrow, I'm going to be Maleficent and really play into like the bad bitch that the kids think I am. I mean, which the kids think I am. And so, uh, yeah. Um, And then now I'm doing this and I'm with you guys. So, yeah, that's my new, new is just kind of getting back into the groove. My dad and I, I had the, I don't know if I mentioned the sinus headache. I got it while I was driving and I was on the side of town where my parents live. Um, And so I went to my dad's house in distress, like, help me. I think he (laughs) likes going into daddy mode with me, even when I'm 30. So I ended up like falling asleep with an ice pack on my face uh, while my 14-year-old brother was trying to figure out how to boil a pot of water so I could like stand over it and stuff. And between him trying to figure out how to turn on the gas stove and at what point the water was boiling, I just passed out. I was like, if I go to sleep, the pain will go away. Um, So I woke Mm. up and uh, my dad and I ended up having uh, a really good conversation. I was being like I said, once i Last year, I set boundaries with my dad, and him being respectful of those boundaries, our relationship has really been good. And um, and so we ended up just having uh, a talk about how I've been feeling since uh, losing my little cousin, and you know, it was just like, "You, you gotta keep living life." And mm-hmm. so, uh, I'm, I just, I'm, I i got to take that wisdom, um, and I gotta live life. And actually live it, and not be stagnant in it. So that's my new new is. <laughs> I woke up today and decided to start back living.
0: <laughs> and we love to see it. Oh, what?
2: Uh, what? Were you gonna say something? I love that. For you. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I love that for you. And thank you. I also can see. So I think I, hmm, I might not have said this on the podcast. I might have said this to y'all. I have a lot of like anxiety around death and like what that means and what that looks like. And so you, Jasmine, with the E, when you said like you you're making the decision to live again, I think that it just speaks to how cringy. I don't know a better word, but like how cringy it can feel like just keep moving, right? Like just to keep going day to day after you know something. Tragic has happened to somebody that you love and you care about. Uh, And so I just applaud you for making that decision because that's the way that you are going to honor him is by doing what feels good to you, living the life, living your life to your absolute fullest. So that's really important. But I can also see how it can like. It hurts. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: hurts not. I still can't wrap my mind. Yet, around, I've loved someone their entire life. And like that was it. And you yeah. had to be there because, like, my kids won't get that. They won't get to meet him. You just, you had to be there for the 23 years. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin says it be- beautifully, uh, his older sister, uh, that God knew the time we were going to get him because I'm still. I'll be honest, I'm still mad. I'm still, uh, I'm in the in between that place of like God's reason for it, but also just He should have, could have, would have been here. So I just, yeah, but thank you. (laughs) It's just, you know, it's my first one. I was telling my dad, I was like, well, you know, it's my first time feeling this going through grief. So maybe the next time it'll be easier. And he was like, no. It doesn't nope. get easier. You just learn how to live with it. He was like, that's it.
2: So, thanks, Dad. <laughs> and Dad is on to something because that's how life is in general. This shit doesn't get easier. I have right. things speak for y'all, but I've gotten over yeah. The fuck? And it's like, right. it's not. No, easy. seriously. It's just like, okay, yeah. I have to adjust in a different way. Right.
0: Oh, it's crazy. You know, we're just out Mm -hmm. here trying to figure it out.
2: Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. But it's Um, how we work for ourselves in those times. It's just the process of figuring it out.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. And so finding that balance between giving yourself grace, right, and knowing that you're not going to be your 100% self, Every day, right? Right. right? But also forcing yourself sometimes to do shit that you don't want to. Sometimes. <laughs> I'm like being the keyword Because that 450 alarm every morning is disrespectful. It is. Ooh.
2: Listen, baby, the 335 alarm is no. disrespectful. I don't ever want to know <laughs> what that but is. It'll 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 really make you question life. I swear it will. It will. No one should be doing anything. The East Coast.
1: Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. going to bed at 3.30 a.m. more times than I've woken up at 3.30 a.m. Right.
2: That's why when I be texting, I'm like, sorry, but I already started the day. Good morning. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy.
0: (laughs) Um, But we wanted to kind of just talk about the importance of having that healthy relationship with yourself. Because once you have a healthy relationship with yourself, then you can have healthy relationships with others, right? Um, that is my favorite thing to work on in therapy because it is very easy, especially if you have grown up in a house where your parent is your first bully, right? For that inner voice to be that degrading yourself, you know? being super hard on yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so helping people to unlearn that and, you know, get some better habits for themselves is just like, chef kiss. Like, you about to be out here. fighting, mm-hmm. <laughs> America, what made you want to discuss this?
2: So to me, cultivating a healthy relationship with yourself is one of the more important topics, because I think it's something that we don't talk a lot about in terms of like social media and society. Um, You know, most of us, many of us, especially if you identify as black or a woman of color, a lot of your existence, for the most part, has probably been around how you show up for other people. So if you've grown up in the church, the conversation is, oh, we offer people compassion. We mm-hmm. offer people grace. We show up for people. We do for people. We, In the words of AT, we give people our all. And mm-hmm. so that has been um, most of the conversation. Um, if you're a woman, you've been conditioned in some way, shape, or form to believe that your job is to be the martyr and you are to care for other people. Um, one of the examples that I use with my clients is I always ask them, what's the first toy that you ever received? And hands down, everybody's first toy, for the most part, is a baby doll. And when you get that baby doll, you are taught that you are supposed to care for that baby doll. You comb its hair, you dress it up, you take it everywhere that you go. You feed it if it's the baby alive, like you really show up for this doll. And so you learn at a very early age, you're conditioned to believe that your existence is around this doll. And then we take that and we translate it into all of our other relationships. So we learn how to care for this doll and then other people, but rarely do we learn what it means to care for ourselves. What does it mean to really build a relationship with yourself, to nurture yourself? Many people don't know because we Mm -hmm. put our needs to the back burner and we center everybody else so to me it's really important that we understand that while we've had amazing conversations on the pod about relationships with other people romantic friendships we've talked a little bit about workplace a little bit about family but the root of it all is understanding that when you have a healthy relationship with yourself it is going to impact the relationship that you have with other people yes Play the place period did so that's why that's important and I don't think we give a lot of credit to that people at least for me will come to therapy and be like most of the people that I see are people who come to therapy and like yeah they got their shit but it's really like there's other people in their lives that like
0: mm-hmm.
2: that has right that's impacted yeah. them that's why the, this moment and to that point of seeking out therapy. And so just really understanding that like, yeah, those relationships are important, sure. Okay, but also how you feel about yourself? How are you showing up for yourself regularly? Oh, well, I'm making this man's breakfast, dinner, lunch, all of these things, I'm doing all of this, I'm taking care of my house, so I'm doing for my kids. Okay, but how much do you do for yourself? You're pouring into other people, but how much of that are you pouring into yourself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And how are you speaking to yourself, right? How are you speaking to yourself?
0: Because, right, because we can't say that we want this positive life, want good vibes, right? But whenever you try on something and it doesn't fit, you're tearing yourself down, right? Guess what? Clothes come in various sizes. And so one size is not better than the other. And so really giving yourself that love and that comfort, you know, is so necessary because Mm -hmm. people are going to say, do whatever they want. Right. But why are we okay doing that
2: to ourselves? Right. Absolutely. And when you have a stronger relationship with yourself, you are going to be able to a check those negative self thoughts, but right. you're also going to be able to set and maintain your boundaries. Yeah. You are not going to accept the bare fucking minimum because you recognize your worth. Right. You're not going to let friends play in your motherfucking face and play about you. You are going to be mindful <laughs> of interactions with your family. You're not. You're going to be very vocal. Yeah, vocal you're going to need because you recognize that they're important. Right.
1: And there were air quotes for our listeners around friends.
2: <laughs> friends. That part.
1: Friends. Yes, How I this all harkens to? for me <laughs> back <laughs> to the quintessential quoting RuPaul Charles, if you can't love yourself how in the hell you gonna help somebody, somebody else?
0: Can I get an amen up in here? Amen. <laughs>
1: amen. Get the people
0: together. And Yes. <laughs> How about I had on RuPaul today
1: this morning? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I don't blame I you for that. <laughs> yeah, but it's just it's you have to show up for yourself before you can show up for other people in a healthy way. Because eventually we start running ourselves ragged uh, when we show up for others and not for ourselves. Uh, When our cup finally depletes, when we are depleted uh, and we're looking around, it's just, you got to leave some for yourself. You can't let you get too E, essentially. Keep gassing yourself period
0: at all times um I always tell like my students you know you wouldn't let your phone die Mm -hmm. so why are you okay with not doing things that you know make you feel good Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you're worthy of a good life yeah Mm -hmm. and sometimes whenever I tell people that they're like pensive, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm like, "You are. You don't have to do anything for it because you're here and you're a person. You're worthy of a
1: good life simply mm-hmm. because you are here."
2: Yeah. But I think that's what it boils down to is the fact that right. many people don't believe that they're worthy just because they're here because right. especially if you are black or brown in this country. Um, You traditionally, like, you believe that in order to gain your worth, you have to be working. You have to be doing something. And it's not until you complete all of those tasks that then you deserve to rest or deserve for things that feel good. And the reality is you are worthy as is in this moment. And many of us don't believe that. Yeah.
0: How do you think that that thought gets there initially like because of society because of parents saying like
1: you have to be somebody you know it definitely starts at home and then it's drilled in by society
2: reinforced period Mm -hmm. I definitely think it's it's multi-layered I think mm-hmm. that if you're black or brown, there's a high probability that, well, for many, there's a probability that there's conversations around your grades and your worth in school. And so you learn, like, okay, I have to work harder than Karen. Or I have to work harder than Becky. And so, okay, I have to do all of these things. You may not have been praised for that at home. So if you weren't praised for doing well, and you're like okay, I'm I'm doing these things, but it's still not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you you kind of go through life. You're always achieving, and then eventually you're achieving these super high things, but there's no emotion there. You're you're always searching for this feeling, right. and then reinforced because the people around you. Well, shit, I expect you to do well. I expect you to do right. this, do this, and so there's not a lot of um, complimenting or there's not a lot of praise there. And then I think for the most part, many of us know that society places us in a really funky ass way, especially as a black or brown woman of like you, you are responsible for holding the emotional, the mental, many times physical weight of all the things around you. And you don't get a thank you. You don't get a I love you. You don't get a you're amazing. Like you just do this shit because you're supposed to. So I think it's it's reinforced in many different areas of our lives.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um, when do you think, and I'll, I'll also answer this, like when do you think you saw the value in having a healthy relationship with yourself? Or like wanted to start working on that? Um. I can start. When I was uh, in college and I was listening to the last podcast and I was like, I got to stop saying, uh, but it's just like so ingrained, but I'm going to work on that. Um.
2: <laughs> what? You mean, when you say, uh, after something, or before, what do you mean? What do you need to work on? I'm confused. I'm sorry.
0: Because I was listening back to the pod Mm -hmm. And I noticed that I say like, uh, or, um, girls, as I know,
2: okay.
0: I'm thinking, right? I'm processing and finding the right words. Um, Whatever. Fuck it. When I was in college, I was turning 22 and I started working out. So I was still 21. I started working out. And I noticed a drastic mindset change, like the life changing. I was literally in the gym one day and I was thinking, you know, you can really have like the life that you want. Like you can be a positive person. You can Like, just because in high school, middle school, like, you were negative, you also were depressed, right? But not knowing that or having anyone to work through that with, Mm -hmm. so it came off as just, like, being angry, right? Mm -hmm. Fast forward to college, I'm working out, I'm like, oh, shit, I can, like, see the benefits (laughs) that they be talking about online, And so I was like, okay, I see so much value in, one, working out because I want to live a long life. I want to not have like health complications. Like I just want to be good. Um, But I also want to look good, you know, and I also feel good mentally when I work out and prioritize myself and eat healthier, right? And so I'm like, okay. I'm going to just have a lifestyle change. Because the whole thing that started, that made me start working out, I went to the doctor's office and I was very, I'm short. I'm five foot. I'm just five foot, five of them. And I was like very close to 200 pounds. And um, that same day I went to my grandma's house and the first thing she said was, you too short to be fat.
1: Grandmas are just, you know what? My granny does the same thing to me. No tact, but you got to love them for it. But
0: you, you also, like, have to keep in mind how hearing that impacts you and how you view yourself. Right, right. And so in something that you think is helpful, the the intent is helpful, right? You want me to make some changes, but the impact is harmful as hell. Because to this day, that was over 10 years ago, and I can recall how I felt, yeah. you know, what was going on. And these are just... You know, things that people think of. And and I know, especially in the Black community. Who parents. Parents. <laughs> Gentle parenting is literally just parenting. Like, this is just how we should be parenting. Mm-hmm. I am not being a soft parent because I'm giving my child choices.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm encouraging independence and emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, I have family members. You know, my dad, when my my little brother was a baby, a fucking baby, babies cry, He, my dad's screaming, like, Get him to shut up. Like, all of this impacts how we view ourselves and the relationship that we have, right, with ourselves. And so a lot of people come and they're like, oh, you know, my mom has never done this, done that, done this, done that. And it's like, so hard to show them that it's that even though that was their choice in how they raised you like you get to decide how you love yourself
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that it doesn't matter how other people choose to show their love I mean it does matter right but you don't need that to find you- value in yourself right you know but that impacts how you view yourself Right, I'm like, I'm gonna walk through it, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna get the point across.
2: (laughs) Your comment, though, about your dad in that situation, I think speaks to many of us heard a a couple of different phrases, and one of them being, Big girls don't cry, or Boys don't cry. Boys don't cry. Right? Like, you're a big girl. It's okay. Big girls don't cry. Or some of us may have heard, I, you're crying. I'll give you something to cry for. And so... Ooh, everybody turned their head up. Right. Okay. Because... because for,
1: that never made sense to me. I'll give you something to cry about <laughs> as you're giving me a whooping. Like, I'm oh
0: motherfucking God, crying. Like, my I'm feelings not- are hurt and so now you're gonna hit me because I'm fucking showing you that my feelings
2: are hurt? <laughs> Please help me. In the reality, <laughs> yeah. is, as a parent, they don't know what the fuck to do, and so their thought is, "Oh, I'm gonna coerce you. I'm gonna place fear on you for feeling your fucking feelings because feelings. your feelings make me uncomfortable." Right? Mm-hmm. What to because do. my right. parents parented me that way, exactly. Save. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Save. but many of us heard that, so you grow up thinking, "Okay, big girls don't cry." Okay, so as a, a black woman, I can't cry. Bitch, I got shit to do. I'm a grown-ass woman. I can't be out here crying. So, like, I'm going to take my feelings, I'm going to tuck them, and I'm going to keep it the fuck moving. Okay, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden at 30 fucking two, right? I start having fucking panic attacks and not knowing what the fuck is going on and trying to figure out this tightness in my chest. And, bitch, I can't go to sleep. What's happening? Oh, because for 32 fucking years, I've been told that my feelings don't really matter. Or right. that I'm supposed to tuck them bitches and keep it fucking pushing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that's going to impact your relationship with yourself at 100%. Because you're, you're thinking that your feelings don't matter or they're not valid. Right. right.
0: And that's why I always make sure to tell my students and anyone, honestly, that your feelings are valid. I'm never going right. to invalidate your feelings. I'm yep. never going to question them like, I'm, you cannot argue feelings if mm-hmm. that is how you feel I am sorry right
1: mm-hmm.
0: but that is something that their parents not doing no Mm-mm. yeah and no. so <laughs> it once again plays into this your feelings don't matter mm-hmm.
2: yeah. which we did sometimes take <gasps> That if my feelings don't matter, I must not matter. Mm, There it is. Oh, I'm feeling sad. Well, they told me that big girls don't cry or big boys don't cry or or whatever bullshit they taught me. Okay, so in this moment, I'm feeling this discomfort because I'm having all these emotions come up. I don't know what to do with them. It don't matter. It's fine. So then it turns into like, oh, my emotions don't matter. Well, bitch, I don't matter either. It's cool. Right. But I do that I feel these more comfortable emotions when I do for other people. When mm-hmm. I say yes when I really want to say hell the fuck no. Like right. I get some joy then. So okay, I'll focus on those things. And then next thing you know, your ass is on the back burner and everybody else is front and center. Right. And you feel low-key depressed. I see. And a lot of anxiety. Because <laughs> that ain't dance either. Right. Yeah, Yeah.
1: For me, I was raised primarily uh, with my dad. He had primary custody of me growing up. And so Mm
2: -hmm. he
1: being active duty military, again, now I understand going through my graduate program and my specialization being military families and cultures. I now understand that stress, that impact, the statistics behind what I was experiencing as a child. But I was ultimately... Taught or raised, you know, disciplined with fear, Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: taught to minimize myself very much. I mean, Mm -hmm. southern values, right? Children are to be seen, not heard. Mm -hmm. Do as I say, Um, but then the older you get, you realize that do as I say, not. It's really do as I say, not as I do.
2: Um,
1: Or you know, if I'm getting whoopings or grounded for like lying or being somewhere I'm not supposed to be or things like that, but. Uh, I mean, I'm seeing those same things modeled for me, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, for me, it was when I got out on my own, when I finished college. Uh, For me, undergrad, it was like I went through like a different trauma every year. I have like a crazy Mm -hmm. story to tell for each of the years I was there. And it was the first time I was out of my dad's house. But yet he still... Kept a reign of terror on me Not terror, I'm sorry, fear on me Of, mm. you know, even though you're not In my house, my rules still apply there mm. You know I'm paying for this Fuck that rule. what you, you know what I mean but, but it was still that element, right It was the element right. of like, I could pop up On you at any time, you know mm. um, Even though I was two hours Away, you know, oh. so it was Just, it was it was just that yeah. it was always there, um, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't until I graduated. I, I decided my, my dad and my stepmom had divorced um, going into my senior year, and so I was eighteen. And it was at that really time that it was just a weird time. And I decided when I graduated at twenty two, I didn't want to move back home, and it really only be me and my dad and just all the other shit around that. So I moved to Austin, got a job. I walked the stage on a Saturday and I started my grown up job on a Monday and mm-hmm. kept it moving, like, moved in with my cat and like some stuff that my family had put together for furniture for me for my apartment. And that was the time that it was fun. I was growing, but that is for me when the work started. It was realizing mm-hmm. that. I All these things that I've been carrying with me, um, I was finally alone. There was no abusive boyfriend. There was no abusive roommates or terrible friends or just distractions. I was finally in a space, in my own space. And I had to look in the mirror and start peeling back these walls uh, that I had built to protect myself. Um, And at the same time, I was still building walls up trying to prevent, uh, you know, bad things from happening.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I think in a lot of ways in my 20s, ultimately the walls won over the years. As I like mm-hmm. got older, I just started falling back behind them because you know what? Like my mom always said, if I'm treating myself fine or if I'm content by myself, mm-hmm. then who needs the extra, you know, inviting someone else in invites all the extra bullshit basically right but is that a healthy way to live not for me it's not i enjoy people i enjoy connection ultimately uh, connection is what bounds us as a species Uh, so if you're not getting that connection you are unable to thrive at the end of the day Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. america did you say like when you
2: Uh, started to see the value? I didn't. Um, (laughs) But points were made? Points were
0: made, for sure.
2: Started to see the value after the breakup that I talked about two or three times ago. And then I moved to Durham and I was here by myself. And so during that time, I just had time space to myself and i think that's really important on many of our healing journeys is having the time and space to yourself to really think about who you are who you want to be what Mm -hmm. that looks like and really understanding your value as is i think comes from that like you're well everybody's childhood is different so i won't say all of us establish independence at different times So this wasn't my first time being independent, but I think this was my first time being by myself. And those are two different things. And so in that moment, not only was I independent, but I'm by myself with nothing the fuck else to do. And so I spent a lot of time figuring out, okay, who am I? Why am I this way? What does this mean? Mm -hmm. Who do I want to be? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that at that time, a lot of what I focused on was the things that I didn't like. So it was a lot of based awareness, right? Like it was like, uh, oh, I don't don't like this. I don't like that. I need to change this. I need to fix this. I need to fix that. I need to do this. And so I I don't think that I recognized my value at that time because I was so focused on what I needed to change. But then uh, I was like, once I leaned into the things of that I wanted to change, then I started to be like, okay, wait a second. I want to change this thing, but also... Bitch, I'm dope right now. Like, I'm good right now. And the two can be true. Yeah, like, two things can be true. I can both want to fix, change this thing about myself, or improve this thing, and bitch, I'm me, and the fuck you thought? So, those things were happening at the same. But I think the understanding of value, oddly enough, while still developing, honestly, I think really clicked when I started Doing this work with other people. Mm. So, having these conversations with women who look just like me, who have very similar backgrounds. And it's like, well, damn, I can spot your words like that. And I can explain to you what that looks like. And mm. we can do these things, but like on the background, I'm like, well, damn, what's up going on? So, I think for a lot of it has been me doing that work alongside the people mm-hmm. that I support has been super beneficial. So I, I would say, honestly, it probably clicked. No, that's not true. I feel like I knew it was there, but I don't think I have really leaned into it until like the last three or four years.
1: Hmm. So ending yeah. your 20s going into your 30s. Yep. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. What about you
1: was, Go ahead.
2: I'm sorry, it, America. Go ahead. I was going to say, and I think that a lot of that honestly happened oddly enough in solitude. Because like 20, 25, 6, I lost all the way. I'm in the streets, baby. Hey, look at me, what we doing? And like, the tension is coming, and I'm still like... I mean, I guess, okay. And then, mm-hmm. you know, grad school happens, all these things. And then, like, I'm in a really good place. And then I started to separate myself from other people, or maybe people started to separate themselves from me and shit. I don't know. And then so I started having more time to myself. And that's when, like, I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah, bitch like my low key be that bitch. Like, okay. And so it's been a process, but I think it happened a lot in that time with myself because I chose to make that time self-reflective and I yeah. chose to be mindful of what was happening.
0: Intentional.
2: Very intentional. With even though people told me that I was selfish during that time. Oh, well, that that was the time to be selfish. And think right. what hangs up most black women. I have yet to meet a black woman in therapy who hasn't said like, taking care of, if I do for me, that makes me selfish. If I'm caring Uh for my like people are going to think I'm selfish. I'm a bitch. I don't care about other people. Girl, fuck them people. But also, we have to be mindful of the words that we use because selfish means that you don't, okay, the digestible version is selfish basically means you don't care about other people's wants or needs. But if you're worried about this, you clearly care about other people's wants and needs. And so you're not being selfish. What you're doing is being, you're being self full. And so you're caring about what your own needs are and you're showing up in that way. And mm-hmm. I tell you all the time, I'm like caring for yourself doesn't mean fucking people. It can. Right. Right. But a lot of things, it means I care about me too.
1: Right. I'm going to show right. up
2: for you. and what is left or what that looks like, I will then show up for you. But right now, baby, I'm doing for me. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And that's Being not bad. So, it's not. Being self-full is simply saying, I matter. I matter in every relationship I have with every everyone else. Mm-hmm. But first, I matter in my relationship Period. with myself. I matter. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's all.
0: You, yeah. you said something that uh, triggered something for me. Um, you said you had to reflect on who you are, who you want to be. And. Yeah. Um I have this activity, shout out to my late uh, supervisor, Karen, who gave this to me, but it's uh, the self-perception activity, mm-hmm. and you literally, like, fold a paper like this, and you have your clients right at the top, but you have to do it, like, one at a time. You don't mm-hmm. want them to to look over. So the first one is going to be what I think about myself. And I always tell Mm -hmm. people, whatever, you know, bullet points, sentences, pictures, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just write about it. In the middle, what others think about me? Whenever I say that, I'm like, what have you heard? What have people told you? How would your best friend, how would your mom, how would these people like describe you? Mm Mm-hmm. And then on the last one, you put what I want others to think about me. Mm-hmm. In other words, who do I want to be? How do I want to be known? And so I love to do that activity in the beginning of um, therapy, just so I can see like how you view yourself and how you want to view yourself. And so mm-hmm. making sure that we are working towards that and that our actions are in alignment with what we say we want. Mm -hmm. So y'all can do that activity because it's a good one. I mean y'all too, but I'm telling the people that they could do the activity because it's helpful to just kind of look at what you think about yourself. Sometimes sometimes when I do intakes with people they I'm I'm like what's your strengths? And it's hard to find a strength. This will help you to think about it. People don't think about themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first step mm-hmm. in cultivating this healthy relationship with yourself. Think about yourself. Show mm-hmm. yourself consideration. Consider yourself.
2: <laughs> and consider yourself with Compassion. Yeah, not yeah. considering yourself with this shameful again, this shameful awareness. So right. I need mean, to fix this. This is what's wrong with me. People don't think anything good about me. I don't think anything good about myself. And the reality is, well, baby, if we don't stick in it's the shame, that's why you've been stuck to this in this point for as long right. as you know. because shameful awareness is not it's not the same as love loving awareness. Loving right. awareness allows us to be aware of who we are and we can be compassionate. Baby, sometimes I do some toxic shit, but I, and I do these toxic things because I've learned them as a means of survival. I've right. been doing the best that I can, and right now, right. I'm choosing to do something the fuck different. Like, right. that's thing awareness versus, I got to change this, and I'm this, and I'm that, and I'm bad, and I'm mm-hmm. not, a, not all of these things. And so part of that, too, is like, okay, what does it look like to offer yourself when you identify these things about you? what does it look like to do so with compassion without? Right. Because you can offer yourself accountability mm-hmm. and you can be responsible for your actions without being so damn critical. Right. Right.
0: Um, how do we suggest people start building this healthy relationship
1: with themselves? For me, I started journaling. That was the first thing that I did when I started on this journey. And like America said, for me, it was also uh, coming out of trauma and all this and out of the distraction. So now I'm alone. It's who do I want to be? What do I want to put into the world? Who am Mm. I? Uh, What type of woman am I? It was really, for me, I I framed it around coming into my womanhood and what that Mm. looked Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how my journey to independence started and self-healing. So journaling and then being reflective on those journals. So when I was having a bad day or a low moment, being able to go back to like an old journal and mm-hmm. read where I was, it showed me that there was already some growth, even though yeah. I didn't feel like it was. I saw my in my own handwriting things that I have. Written down or wanted to feel, wanted to cultivate, wanted in my life. I was able to, at short moments, even build on things. Uh, mm-hmm. Saying of, you know, I have now what I've prayed for. Uh, that exercise of journaling and then reflecting back on those journals uh, gave me those spaces to know that I was growing at some capacity.
0: And I want to just touch on that really quick because a lot of my clients will be like, oh, like, yeah, I see some progress, but I want like more. And I'm like, okay, let's just revisit this because this time last year, you would have done this, right? But you responded to this differently. That is a huge amount of progress. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to Stop looking at this whole picture, right? And expecting to just completely change yourself overnight. Mm -hmm. Start praising yourself for the changes that you do make and recognizing them. My therapist tells me all the time, she's like, how do you feel about that? Like, do you, like, you're really doing the work? And I'm like, yeah, I guess, Uh you know, but- Yes, I'm doing that shit, you know? And so it's okay to be proud of yourself for doing things differently and not falling into those same habits that kept you stuck. Journaling is so important. And, you know, I will journal and take a picture of it and read it in my session with my therapist because that's how deep (laughs) Mm -hmm. we are you know um because i noticed that i am very like just aware just processing things right and making discoveries and stuff like that and so journaling has been key in my important um the most important relationship building, right? Um taking care of myself physically. Getting therapy has been helpful, but I am honest <laughs> with my therapist. So you have to be honest with your therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can't you If you're not making like the changes that you want to make, maybe look at how you are showing up in therapy.
1: Mm -hmm. The things
0: that you want to keep to yourself are probably things you need to talk about.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. For sure. Because chances are there's a little bit of shame
2: there if you're trying to keep it to yourself. Right. Right. And then there's another level Of self-reflection there, where Mm -hmm. if you're thinking about this version of yourself that you want to be, and you're feeling like you're not making any progress, you thinking about this up against this fairy tale version of yourself, right? Right. Some that's non-existent doesn't make sense, unrealistic. Or are you judging this, judging judging this against who you were a couple of months ago? And I think I. Will tend to focus more on this ideal version that they have themselves a person who never experienced triggers a person that's mm-hmm. always positive always gets 10 plus hours right. that works out every single day who drinks a gallon of water every day who takes twelve thousand steps who doesn't engage who makes six seven figures like okay are some of those things possible for you to do absolutely but like right. are they realistic for where you at the present moment no, no, so you're gonna fail every time you're comparing this version of yourself All to this right. made up version, so we got to be mindful of that too, right? And we talked a little bit about like
0: the expectations you're placing on yourself, and so just making sure that you're not expecting the fucking most, <laughs> you know, overnight, you definitely, right? Overnight, <laughs> like. <laughs> Please. Mm -hmm. I remember I used to have student, like uh, child client. I'm like, what are they called in real life? Child clients um, (laughs) who their mom would be like, oh, like they still doing this. Like they not fixed? Mm -hmm. First and foremost, they're not broken. They're not anything for me to try and fix. And second, I don't fix anyone. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but also journal prompts have been helpful. Mm-hmm. Freestyle journaling is helpful, but also like specific intentional questions are helpful for me to just kind of reflect on some things.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? So well, say said, what's huh? been most helpful is acceptance. Like accepting yourself for who you are in your essence. You're human. You're going to make mistakes. You may have come from um, a traumatic background. You may have traumatic experiences. Understanding that these things are going to impact how you show up now. They're going to impact how you see yourself. They're going to impact the behaviors that you engage in. And instead of actively fighting so hard against those things, Some of those things, getting curious about them and accepting them as is. Because if we want to create any sort of change, we can't change a damn thing without accepting who we are and why we are that way. Right. I tell people about when we talk about healing journeys and we talk about therapy, people are always like, oh, so you're going to fix me, like you said, Jasmine. And I'm like, no, my goal isn't to fix you and that shouldn't be yours either. To me, right. this is about returning to yourself. Who are you? What are your triggers? What are your needs? What are your expectations? What are your wants out of life? How does your childhood show up for you now? Like, this is about really getting to know yourself and right. love yourself in spite of in messages spite. that tell you that you shouldn't. Right. Yeah. Right. I
1: have professor. And- Sorry. I just wanted to give a a good analogy because you guys are touching on good points of when you go to therapy, your therapist isn't there to fix you. They're not there to give you advice. That's not what we're trained about. Um, You already have the tools. We're there to teach you how to use those tools and skills to cope with your experiences. Mm -hmm. I had a professor give uh, a, a good example that you visualize life as a locker and as we go through life we're putting in different things into this locker and eventually it's going to be harder and harder to close the door of the locker and what therapy does is simply taking the time to take everything out and properly give it its place so that it's just easier to close the door nothing is removed nothing is uh, erased or thrown away because your experiences are what they are. They, they make you, you, it's just a matter of organizing everything and giving you a chance to close it smoothly.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Definitely. Um, you have said something America, but I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say to it. Um but i do want to just kind of talk about the importance of prioritizing yourself in all of this um my younger sister is, i don't i'm not going to say her age but she's early 20s and she is she is my wildest dream because she is setting Boundaries with people, with family, for herself—like she is standing firm in them and saying, "Like, no, I am being self-full. I feel overwhelmed when I am giving myself to everyone, and everyone has all these expectations of me." You know what the fuck I was doing at twenty-two? Well, that's when I started, but I did—I wasn't doing boundaries. I was—I was. You know, so I just want to talk about how important it is to really not give a fuck about, you know, kind of how people perceive you when you are saying like, hey, no, I have to do this for myself. Hey, no, I will not be there because I don't feel comfortable going there.
2: Because it's hard. And I want to say this you might give a fuck about what people have to say. And you might give a fuck about other people's opinion because your sister is how people describe me. I am Mm -hmm. the, I don't, America don't give a fuck. America gonna set a bounds. America gonna say fuck you. No, I do care. Yeah. I absolutely care. Right. Okay. I care. And I care that I might be hurting your feelings. I care Mm -hmm. that. Me telling you, no, I can't spend time with you today, or I'm not going to answer the phone because you're talking about shit that I can't hear about. Like, I do have feelings around that. And right. even with those feelings, I am still choosing to think about what it is that I need in that moment. Right. And people's boundaries fucked up at. Oh, well, I don't want to do it because I ain't feel bad and ain't going to hurt people's feelings. Okay. Okay. You know, that's what it means. It doesn't mean that you're doing for yourself. It's automatically gonna feel good. A lot of right, times for right. is it feels icky as fuck.
1: Yeah. It it does. Fuck. <laughs> Unlearning feels icky as fuck.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's grown yeah.
1: It is. Yeah.
2: Especially I when you're tough. back around because we don't have no boundaries in our family, shell. We all
1: right. And the it's same. painful. Yeah. Like growing pains. It really it, it's painful. It's physically painful when you're growing as a teenager, but as an adult, it's emotionally painful um, because it feels like you're detaching yourself from all these things that these wonderful people in your life that do love you, you know, it's just, uh, unfortunately, a lot of times in our culture, it's, and it's all just generational trauma at the end of the day Mm -hmm. is how we show love, how we can show up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I have a quick question. Are all three of us the oldest daughters in our family?
0: Yes. Okay. Immediately, yes. To,
1: <laughs> yes. So that has a lot to do with it too. It took me a long time mm-hmm. to realize that, and it was kind of earth shattering a little bit when I realized that my mom and my dad were not these all-knowing individuals, right. that they were flawed, that he's a flawed man, she's a flawed woman. And at the end of the day, even in their mid fifties, They're still just trying to figure it out. Right. They do not have all the answers, just like Sway. Still doesn't have the (laughs) answers as far as I'm concerned. Uh, So just realizing that and being the firstborn, a lot of times, my parents are 22 when they had me and their relationship was uh, dysfunctional. So it was very much of them trying to A, grow up, trying to figure it out. And raise a kid and, like, mm-hmm. while they're still being dramatic over stuff, you know? So we've and talked in the past. Also, it,
0: while
1: right? they're also
0: growing up, too, because exactly, your brain right? is not fully <laughs> no, developed.
1: No, none of us know what the fuck we were doing at 22. You know what I mean? I couldn't imagine raising a baby with the guy that I was dating at that age.
0: Heart never. ill. <laughs> what You know
1: Heart, what I mean? Never. So I just... While we are going through this season of growing (laughs) and unlearning America, all these things for ourselves, we just, that was a part of it for me, is acknowledging that all the hurt and resentment that I was carrying around from my childhood, that I was ultimately just, a lot of that came from my parents, and Mm -hmm. my parents are 70s kids. It was rough in the 70s. They were (laughs) raising their kids a little different,
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: that's what they knew. So they tried to use that with me, um, right. you know, and yeah, how you said earlier, like you know, turning off your feelings or don't cry, you know, when you're mm-hmm. hurt and stuff. And that was like a big contention with me and my dad growing up because I'm gonna feel my you feelings. A dancer, right? Exactly. And he's a Gemini. He's a June Gemini. You know, they're crazy. Um, you know right. what I mean? <laughs> it was just, man, like it has taken us time. Time to get it together um and so and we are getting there and i know that the boundaries and the things that i'm setting up with what i need from him now in my adulthood while we can't make up for the hurt in my childhood i know i'm confident that when i have kids they don't have to deal with that they're going to get a different version of him um and so for that i'm thankful but Man, talk about growing pains.
0: Emphasis on (laughs) that. Definitely. And I think it is important to note that you do have to acknowledge and know that this is going to be the hardest work. I tell my clients all the time, like, yeah, I never said it was going to be easy. (laughs) Mm -mm. No, this shit is going to be hard. But you have me so that we can navigate this shit together. But just know that it is going to be hard. And so you have to be on top of your self-care. You got to. Right? Because that's the only way you're going to be able to make it through. So know that, yes, you're doing some hard shit, but like Jess Sims says, you can do hard shit. You can. Um, And so... Keep that in mind as you are starting this, but know that this is the best work that you're ever going to do. Because once you get that healthy relationship with yourself, baby, it's up. It's up and it's motherfucking stuck. (laughs) I love that. Do we have any other tips to give the people for cultivating that super,
2: super important relationship with themselves? People say that having a healthy relationship with themselves is hard versus having a relationship with other people. And I like to tell them it's because also of their critical voice. So the critical Mm -hmm. voice you have with yourself, you don't usually have with other people. I mean, sometimes. But you're usually not with another person pointing out all of their flaws and everything that they're doing wrong. But with yourself, you are because your inner critic is super loud. And so if people don't hear anything else, I think it's important for them to hear that they need to be mindful of their critical talk. Be mindful of internal dialogue. When your brain is, when you're hearing the thought that you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, you can't do this, you can't do that. Take a moment to challenge that shit. Yes. Everything we believe is the truth. And baby, it's not. It's It's not. So get curious about it. Where's this thought coming from? Where have I heard this before? And is this what I actually believe to be true about myself? Or is this some bullshit from somewhere else? And so really just paying attention to that. And you know, I don't really go into the whole CBT bullshit, especially for black women. But I do think that here it's it's helpful to say, OK, I think I'm not good enough. All right. Is that true? Is it true right. that I'm not good enough? Well, let's define what good enough means. What Let's define what hard enough means, pretty enough means. And then let's get really curious about what's happening here. And what's mm-hmm. the role of this inner critic and this voice in this moment? And right. when you start to not ignore that voice or I'm trying to. Be toxic positivity, and I'm gonna make myself believe this shit. That's crazy, right?
0: Like, right. Like, <laughs> like, stop that.
2: Like, this is not a positive vibes only. Bitch, you're human. We are you going are. to have negative thoughts. Survive. But right. like, let's get yeah. clear about what's happening, and let's mm-hmm. get curious about if it's true or not, and then we can right. move forward from there. Right.
0: And I always tell my clients um, when they are talking about that, I'm like, okay, so let's let's figure this out, because your body, your mind, it cannot tell if you're being truthful, if you're just saying something just to say something or if you really believe it. So guess what? Everything you tell yourself, your body is like, okay, so we are dumb, we're stupid, this, this, Mm -hmm. you know. So imagine if you do that, but with positive things. So I am worthy. I am enough. I am worthy of a good life. I'm worthy of mutual relationships. You can do that.
1: Right. Just like you tell yourself you're funny and then you ask me laughing at your own fucking jokes by yourself. Um, (laughs) Jasmine. (laughs) You are dead ass funny. <laughs> After a while, you start believing that shit.
0: <laughs> you you do, you do, and so that's why we going we about these positive affirmations, honey. We gonna affirm some positive shit to ourselves. And America, what, what you, what you don't like the positive affirmations?
2: So positive affirmations is why I'm still here. So no, period. I start getting. positive. In high school um i had a an english and ap english teacher and she had affirmations all on her wall at the end of the semester she gave them to me they were in my college room like, i'm an affirmation queen How i love that? it yeah she was and she was a white woman but she believed so much in my y'all she believed I love so it. much meridian
1: all the ap english teachers or honors english teachers out there
2: Meredith, I hope you're well. I can't remember your last name, but I remember your first name was Meredith, and I really just hope you're fucking well. Um, but one thing, Meredith, I think. But affirmations aside, they don't have to necessarily be positive, because a lot of people are so deep down in it that like, if right. we go, "I ain't shit," to I'm worthy of all things, they will be like, "Right, I don't." Mm. Know. So right. okay, what's closer yeah. to the truth? True,
0: what's yeah. that
2: is. To right now. And it might not be the most positive thing, but right. it's where you are so you can start to practice that thing instead right. of the
0: complete. Going offer. from zero to 1,000. That's yeah. a good point. So just affirmations. hmm
2: Let me find Meredith. Man. Meredith, where are you? Sorry. Come <laughs> through Facebook. Because Meredith was really that girl. Too. The dude I was with at the time, she was like, baby, like, that ain't the one. She said, baby, that ain't. And if that you ain't. think it's the one you really gonna fuck up your life and your existence. So I would encourage you to not do that.
0: That's mm-hmm. what, yeah. That's and of that's course at a right. But, but, but be knowing. She be <laughs> knowing one. Very knowing. It has been a minute since we've done a commitment. Oh, been a minute since we kicked it. Do y'all want to do a commitment?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: I am going to, cause I real my I've, when I tell y'all that the water has been piss poor prior to this past two weeks. I mean piss poor to the flow. <laughs> So I am focusing on drinking four of these a day, which is I think a gallon.
1: Uh, close enough to it.
0: Yes, but I really have to do better because it's not it's not cute being
1: dehydrated. For me, I'm going to commit to the two Pilates classes I've already put on my schedule. And I want to complete, I want to start and finish a book. Uh, I haven't read a book since my cousin passed away. And that was something I was doing as like my New Year's thing. So Mm -hmm. I want to pick up and finish a book um, November, December, finish out the year strong
0: yes come on reading queens
2: (laughs) so this is what I'm going to say like a different type of bitch but that's okay because I think we've already established that I'm a different type of bitch so I'm committing to allowing myself to experience more joy Mm. yeah I stick with joy I was going to say something else Exclusion. And what's that? something else you can't do that. I was gonna say experiencing more joy and pleasure because sometimes I knew it was pleasure.
0: It.
2: I know it. it. Do it. Do because it. I will purposely block life because, bitch, I got shit to do, or I got work to do, or I got things that need to be done. You, you better, better say fuck that because life is short, and I'm gonna do what's right. Nice. Exactly, and uh, you better bust it open. I mean. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's right. <laughs> One day we're going to talk about sex.
2: Baby. Talk about sex next week? Oh, And <laughs> <Aunt, Aunt> Ken.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about sex, babe. I'm also going to add to my commitment because I had gotten away from lifting weights. I had just been doing like the bike boot camps, but I realized that I missed that. And so I've been trying to do, like, two or three days of lifting weights. Um, and then I'll do, like, a bike boot camp. But I feel like I need that specific time to just, like, lift weights. It's very different than just, like, on the bike. Then, oh, let me do, like, 10 minutes. And then, you know, I want to I just really get it. What?
2: So then I'll add to my commitment, too. I've only, no, not only, primarily been focused on weights and then like doing cardio. I think last week I did cardio. Well, I walked the dog every day, four times a day because baby got a lot of energy. But cardio specifically designated for myself probably four or f- maybe four times last week. So I'm committed to upping that this week as well. Yeah. I
0: love this,
2: it's, for us. it's all the vibes for me.
0: Okay. We are all doing shit that we need to do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So y'all do something for yourselves too. Okay. And, and today, but not, but don't be toxic. Okay.
2: Because <laughs> you know?
0: said so shit. <laughs> We've been there. Yeah. Oh uh, okay, well this was once again a great episode. <laughs> love it yeah. here.
2: I love it
0: here. Um I hope that you all got something from this that you can use to really get into that healthy relationship with yourself. Um and just keep in mind that you can drink two gallons of water, you can do Pilates seven times a week. You can do CrossFit 17 times a week, right? <laughs> but if you're ignoring the things going on in your head and in your heart, then you're still not truly really healthy. So go ahead and seek therapy. Because shit. Why not? Why the fuck not? <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're loud here.
0: Uh, Bye. Bye.
2: bye.